clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, super, super excited. I got some great news for you guys. If you if you follow me on social media or you follow anything Path of Revelation on social media, you would know that I released the official official uh, album cover for my upcoming album and released the release date, which is August 24th. I'm super excited. It's finally here. It's finally complete. Um... Pre-orders will be available on August 18th. I want to thank everyone who has been patient with me throughout this entire process. I'm super excited because I have a lot of content I want to get out to you guys. A lot more music I want to get out to you guys as well. But I'm super excited to finally announce my project on August 24th. The title of the project is The Paradigm shift yes the paradigm shift um we need a paradigm shift you know there's so much going on in the world today and um i'm just super excited to share this body of work with you guys um the entire project is produced by myself written by myself outside of the featured verses from the featured artists on the project but super excited to share with you guys um listen if you guys have any prayer requests or anything like that Feel free to go to pathofrevelationnow.com. I believe in the power of prayer. As crazy as things have been in the world today, man, we cannot forsake prayer. The Bible says to to pray without ceasing. Uh, The Bible also says the the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. And as crazy as things are going or, or can appear to be going for many of us in, in, in 2020, man, we have to stay rooted in Christ. And um, one of the scriptures that comes, has been um, coming to mind in, in this season, you know, along with a lot of scriptures out of the book of Proverbs is Proverbs chapter two. I just want to share this with you guys because it has ministered to me and blessed me. And I think this is really where um, many of us need to be, especially in these times where we're constantly having different theologies and philosophies thrown at us from witchcraft to politics, to racial tension, to, uh, Hebrew Israelite doctrine and so many different things being thrown at us. And the Bible says a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And so we need to make sure that We are pursuing wisdom Uh, in Proverbs chapter two, verse one through five says, my son, and you can say my daughter, if, if you're reading it, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as 
for hid treasures. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and and find the knowledge of God. Um, somewhere else in Proverbs, I believe it may be Proverbs seven or um, it says that wisdom is the principal thing and, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so we as believers, we should constantly be pursuing the wisdom of God because there's so many voices today. And I just begin to think about this. I want to I, I want to really encourage you guys with with today's show, because 2020 has been challenging for many of us um, and it has presented many unique challenges. But I want to encourage you guys not to buy into the narrative of that 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 many are pushing or that the world is pushing. I'm seeing people say things like, man, this year has just been horrible or this is the worst year ever. You know, I'm seeing people like, man, 2020 won't give us a break. And listen, one of the things that I'm realizing is this pandemic is helping to shape two types of people. And so I want you to really be honest with yourself and look in the mirror and say, which one of which one of the people is this pandemic helping to shape? Where, where do I fall Um between these two individuals. And so when I look at this, the, the, the circumstances of today, the pandemic, I believe the pandemic is helping to shape two types of people. There's the person who's going to look at adversity and use it as an excuse to become worse. Um, there, there's the person who's going to look at adversity and, and everything that's going wrong and use it as an excuse to remain lazy. Or use it as an excuse not to go after the God-given dreams and burdens and things of that nature. Um, there are people who are using the the chaos and the and the negativity of today as an excuse to rebel against God. And then there is the person who's going to look at adversity as an opportunity to become better. See, this pandemic is either making you worse or making you better, but it depends on your perspective and outlook. For some, it has caused them to have to sit still and marinate in the toxic environment they call home. And for some of us, it has caused us to look at the toxicity in our environment and say enough is enough. It's time for a change. But listen, don't let the narrative that this year is a horrible year or that this is the worst year ever keep you from seeing and being grateful for the handiwork of God in your life. You, we, we always have something to praise God about. Don't get it twisted. The, the him shedding his blood on the cross for our sins that while we were dead in our in trespasses and sin while we were headed for hell Christ died for us and so we always have something to thank God about when you, if you woke up this morning to see another day if you have food in your belly if you if you if you are able to uh, breathe and see and see the sky all of these things are are things that 
sometimes we can take for granted because we're so focused on the negative negative around us. And so you can be so busy. We can be so busy focusing on the negative things that are happening around us or the negative things that are happening to you that 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 the blessings of God that are present, we begin to ignore them. And take for granted. See, you can be found giving more credit and hear me good when I say this. We can be found giving more credit and having more confidence in the storm than the one who has the ability to cause the storm to cease with a peace be still. Some of us, I'm reminded of the disciples as as they as the storm was raging as they were on the boat and the bible lets us know that that jesus was asleep in the bottom of the boat i want to take a look at this real quick in matthew chapter in matthew chapter 8 verse 23 um through 26 or 7 and it says and he was entered into a ship his disciples followed him Verse 24, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, or in other words, a great storm, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. So peep this. You're in the middle of, of the sea and there and you're in the middle of a storm and the waves are smashing against the boat and just covering the boat. But Jesus is in the bottom of the boat, sleep. <laughs> He's completely unbothered. But but we're 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 like the disciples and we're freaking out because of everything that's going on, because we think, man, this ship is about to go down. And verse 25 goes on and says, and his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We perish. I'm going to say that again because I want you guys to to look at what they said and then how Jesus responds in verse 26. They said in his in verse 25 and his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We perish. Verse 26. And he saith unto them, why are you fearful? O ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Jesus responded to them with, why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Because they were looking at the greatness of the storm over the greatness of the Savior. They was looking at the greatness of the storm over the greatness of Christ. And this is what some of us do sometimes. We allow what we see to, to become more magnified than the God that we can't see. Now, the disciples could see Jesus. They, 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 they lived with him. They traveled with him. They lodged with him. 
They ate with him. They did ministry with him. They saw him perform so many different miracles. And just like many of us, we've seen God perform so many miracles in our lives. But for some reason, we give the storm more credit than the God who has proven himself over and over and over again. And a lot of times we do this because we have given our ear. And this is why I started off with the, the, uh, the scriptures out of Proverbs, because a lot of times we're giving our ear to the wrong sources. We're giving our attention in our in our ear to the wrong things. We're allowing the foolishness that is flooding uh, social media, flooding the media. Uh, and even some of us may have friends and family members who aren't really beneficial for our mentality and our mental growth and our spiritual growth. But nevertheless, we're giving our attention to the wrong things and it is affecting our faith and our confidence in the God who has been faithful to us. And so like the disciples, we begin to look at the storms. We begin to look at the violence in the waves and the strength and the power of the waves. And we forget that the one who was in the bottom of the boat sleep created the waves created the wind and has the ability to cause his creation to fall subject to his majesty and his authority with a peace be still and so we have to ask ourselves you have to ask yourself am i allowing the circumstances in my life and the circumstances around me to break me? Or am I allowing God to use the circumstances around me to make me? See, some of us, and, and, and we have to be careful focusing on the wrong things because you can actually miss open doors you can actually miss the provision of God because your mindset isn't in the right place I've literally seen people <laughs> I've literally seen God trying to bless people and and create way a way out of circumstances and situations that people were in but because their thinking wasn't in the right place. Their thinking wasn't um, in a place of, of, of gratitude and, and contentment. They missed open doors and opportunities because they, they were focused on the wrong things. And sometimes what I'm learning is we... I'm, I'm reminded of the story of the children of Israel as they were fleeing out of Egypt and as Pharaoh was chasing the children of Israel 
when they came to the Red Sea. The, the story of the children of Israel is an example, is a, is a great example, in my opinion, of despite the opposition and obstacles being real and powerful, that our God is real and more powerful. Just like we saw the Lord show up in the midst of the storm with his disciples, we see this example with the children of Israel as they're fleeing and Pharaoh and, and his army are pursuing. And here's the thing. Many of us find ourselves like the children of Israel where we're running for our lives and the enemy is on us. And then we come to the Red Sea. <laughs> now, now I'm... I'm I'm a visual person. My imagination starts working. It's like, man, if I was in in the group of the children of Israel, I would be looking at the Red Sea like, man, we trapped. <laughs> like what what we go do now? And then we see God use Moses and he he puts his staff down in the in the Lord parts the Red Sea. We see the impossible being done right before our eyes. How crazy would it be for us to focus on the army more than the provision that God has for us? Could you imagine like the children of Israel walking? The Bible says that the children of Israel, when the Red Sea was parted, it says the Bible says the children of Israel walked on dry land. God is man. God is so cold. He God knows how to flex on us and, and get glory like he didn't just part the sea, but he made them to walk on dry land when he parted the sea. I just think I just love the different details in the word of God. And I think that's so dope. But they, the Bible says that they walked on dry land. And. Could you imagine seeing this miracle performed, but being like, man, what if the what if the waves crash on us? What like this is what we do sometimes like we we look at God's provision in our lives and we because our mindsets have been so conditioned by negativity, even the blessings of God can be viewed from a negative standpoint, just like um, we see the children of Israel as the Lord has brought them um, out of the land of Egypt and they're in the wilderness. Many of them begin to complain about the food. Many of them begin to complain about the conditions and many of them even begin to think and say things like, man, we were better off in Egypt as slaves. Like we were better off. And this is what happened. This is what's happening with some people. And, and we have to make sure that we don't fall in this category. Some people, they get excited about running with God and, and serving God. And the moment things become hard, they say, man, it was more comfortable in Egypt. And then and they end up going back into bondage or it's a metaphor for them end up going back into their sin. And as the Bible says, they become like a dog returning back to his vomit. They begin to go back to sin. 
They begin to listen to the old influences in their life, the old voices. They begin to pick up old the habits that they once let go. And I'm reminded of the parable of the sower where we see an example of the word of God, which in the parable of the sower is the seed and it's and it falls on different types of ground, some on stony ground, some on ground where the seed doesn't take much root. And and what we notice in the parable of the sower is um all of the ground receives the word with gladness or they receive the seed with gladness. But as life begins to come on 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 some of the um, ground that is has thorns or doesn't have root, the Bible lets us know that they receive the word with gladness. But when the when the affairs and the trials of life begin to hit them, the word was choked out. It didn't have any it didn't have any root. And so I want to ask you today, which ground are you? Are you good ground or are you faulty ground? Are you ground where the thorns are choking the word out of you? Because we're seeing this happen with many people. They were on fire yesterday. And when things got bad, man, what person are you? How are you allowing the pandemic to shape you? How are you adjusting to the new norm? Because God is faithful in the storm and outside of the storm. God is still God. And so one of the things that I've really been focusing on is what is what is my thought life look like? Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This is why in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in 2 Corinthians, I just want to pull it up here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, um, verse starting at verse 4, going through verse 6, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are not fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. What are some negative imaginations that you're not casting down? What are what are some of us are letting because we have lent our ears, lent lent our ears to some some of the wrong things negative influence whether it be through entertainment and friends or family and um music movies we we have allowed imaginations that are foreign to the purpose and will of God for our life to take root in our minds in our hearts but it says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. See, we got to bring every thought into into captivity, every thought into captivity, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
in having in a readiness to revenge or disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And so I begin to think about this. How do we recondition our thought life? How do we make sure that we're protecting our mentality? I've been talking with I got some pretty cool friends. God has blessed me with some pretty cool friends who are men of God, who love their wives, who love their children. And we represent accountability to one another. Some of us need to pray for godly influencers, influences in our life. I'm a testimony. Like if you pray for and ask God for wisdom, he gives it freely. If you pray and ask God for godly friendships and godly relationships, man, God is going to do it. Whatever benefits your walk with him and your relationship with him, you best believe God is going to do it for you. And so I've had some really close friends that I respect highly. They're taking a break from social media. They're not on Facebook right now. And, I, and, and some of us need to do the same, you know, because we're being sometimes for you to retrain your appetite and pursue God. You have to knock down the things or the barriers or the distractions that are keeping you from getting the best. Sometimes you have to to eliminate the distractions that are separating you from your God. There's certain things and in, in clarity, certain things that we may be seeking God for direction on. And we're just not hearing God clearly or getting clarity on. And, and, and sometimes God is like, I meant, listen, God knows what he has for us. He knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. And so God isn't trying to figure things out. But one thing that I've learned is God wants to be pursued. God wants to be desired. He says, you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. But, but sometimes, not even sometimes, but we have to be willing to deny ourselves. And this is a scripture that I've been mentioning uh, often because I believe that is so relevant for for us as believers and is found in Luke chapter nine. Verse 23 through 24, where Jesus is speaking to us and he says, if any man would come after me. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, listen. When you look at the cross, the cross represents a death experience. He says, you take up your cross. He says, let if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. That lets me know we all have a cross. And follow me. We all have a cross because the reason why we all have a cross, because we have to continually be killing our flesh. We have to con continually be dying to ourselves. To live to glorify God. And this is a continual process. He says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. He didn't say once or twice. He says daily. This is a daily thing. And he says, and follow me. Verse 24, for whoever, whosoever will save his life 
shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. See, our next level, the peace that we desire from God, because some of us deal with anxiety. Some of us wrestle with depression. Hallelujah. Some of us are dealing with depression and we're just feeling weighed down, overburdened. The Bible says put um, in, in um, Isaiah 61 verse 3, it talks about the garment of praise. The Lord will give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Some of us need to learn how to rejoice in the Lord and to begin to focus on the goodness of God. It's hard to be grateful and negative at the same time. It's actually impossible. You if you if you get in a habit of just praising God, like I said, you always have something to praise God for. Like we can praise God for the rest of our lives just off of him giving us life. We can praise God for the rest of our lives just off of him dying for our sins. Like praise, put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness because you cannot rejoice and glorify God and be negative at the same time. You cannot glorify God and praise God and be ungrateful at the same time. And so many of us are wrestling with stress and anxiety, depression, feeling overwhelmed. And we're not realizing our breakthrough is linked to us denying ourselves. I want to challenge each and every one of you who are listening to me right now. To identify that thing or those things that you've been holding on to. That you that you haven't been willing to give up. For the sake of the Lord. For some of us, it may be, man, God wants you to wake up early and pray at a certain time. For some of us, it may be an ungodly relationship. For some of us, it may be our pride and our attitude. For some of us, it may be unforgiveness. Whatever it is, it, it represents that the cross that we must take up daily. It's a cross that we're neglecting to take up for his sake. Because here's the thing. When we die to ourselves or in other words when we take up our cross he says when you lose when you're willing to lose your life for my sake he says you're going to save it god is not going to allow us to deny ourselves without giving us identity in place of self-denial oh man some of us need to forgive some people some of us need to sacrifice and and inconvenience our flesh for his sake. And I guarantee you, as you begin to deny yourself, 
Some of us need to consecrate ourselves. Some of us need to turn down a plate. Some of us need to start fasting and praying along with our fasting. All of these are practical things that we can begin to do for the sake of our spiritual growth and our mental growth. What is it you have been unwilling to nail to that cross that you're called to take up? (laughs) And so I begin to think about. Man, what Philippians four, this has been a reoccurring scripture that I have mentioned on this show many of times, but I want to reiterate it because I believe it's relevant to what I'm talking about today. And in Philippians chapter four, starting at verse four through eight. Now, what's interesting about Philippians four, and I've shared this before with you guys. This is Paul. He's writing from a prison cell. He's writing from a situation of bondage. He's in his storm as he's writing this. But he starts off in verse four and he says, rejoice in the Lord always. He he could have said rejoice in the Lord, but he was specific and he says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Now, what's so powerful about this is his rejoicing, his his admonishing us to rejoice in the Lord has nothing to do with our present circumstance. He doesn't say, hey, once things start getting better, then rejoice in the Lord. He doesn't say, hey, when 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 you are in a better position in life and things are more comfortable for you, then start rejoicing in the Lord. No, he says rejoice in the Lord always again with I will say rejoice he says let your reasonableness be known to everyone the Lord is at hand do not be anxious about anything or in any word or in other words he says don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving there it is again with thanksgiving repeat after me with thanksgiving and then he goes on to say let your request be known to god see we can't just come to god and say god man this is we many of us think we're praying but really we're just complaining to god we're praying but we're but we're complaining he says no come to god Don't bring your request to God without coming with thanksgiving. He says with man, this is so good. He says with with but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace. Here's this. Here's the exchange and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts. How many need their hearts guarded? I know I need my heart guarded. He says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Before I continue reading on, these are major keys. 
See, the breakthrough that many of us are looking for is tied to us denying ourselves and being grateful. Denying ourselves and 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 rejoicing in the Lord always coming with a spirit of gratitude. Lord, I know things may not be going the way that I want them to, but God, I thank you. Man, God, I feel down. I feel depressed. I feel I feel defeated. But God, thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your blood. Thank you, Lord. Despite how I feel. Thank you, Lord. See, the Bible says the just shall live by faith, not feeling because I don't always feel like praising God I don't always feel like reading my word I don't always feel like loving my enemies but the Bible lets me know the just shall live by faith in other words we have to live by what we know not by what we feel it is faith over feelings it is faith over my emotions. This is why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. See, all of your ways can be your, your weaknesses, your uncertainties, your fear, your anxiety. Man, I got to give this to God. Because I don't it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand everything, but I can put I can give this to the one who understands it all. And know that he has the ability to give me peace in the midst of the storm and to cause the storm to cease. <laughs> Glory to God. And so verse eight says, finally, brothers. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise. Think about these things. Listen, I'm learning to shift my thinking to look for the handiwork of God. I'm looking for opportunities to bless his name because God is always moving. He's always blessing. But when we give ourselves to the world and what the world has to say about things, see, the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. The preaching of the cross is foolishness to the world. And so I can't depend on the world to give me solutions to problems that are the result of their way of thinking. Have to give it to God. I'm going to leave you guys with this because the the thing about this Christian walk. You know, one of the things that I was trying to figure out, figure out coming into this pandemic is like, man, how, you know, it was a big transition for me. 
you know, I had started a new business and the business was excelling and growing at a rapid rate. And then the pandemic hit and then it kind of just shut everything down. And I went from working and now I'm at home every day with the bo- my boys, which has been a blessing. But I wasn't able to get out and do and build my the, the future that I'm trying to create for them at the mo- at the at that time when everything started happening and i had to instantly remind myself hey the steps of a good man <laughs> are ordered by god god is still in control even in the midst of the storm yeah the storm is violent yeah the storm is caught maybe doing some damage to to externally but I know who's in control and so our perspective is often tied to our praise our perspective is often tied to our medi- our thought life and the things that we're meditating on And so it's time for us to start learning how to deny ourselves. This is a part of us working out, working out our salvation with fear and trembling, or in other words, walking out our salvation with reverence for God, a a reverence for God that, man, I love God. I don't want to I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to disappoint him. He's been too good to me. And so. With that, I just want to encourage you guys, man, be encouraged, you know, look at these things that have transpired so far in 2020, like these are the times where leaders are born. And I don't know about y'all, I'm trying to seize every opportunity um, and the things that God has laid on my heart. I'm not taking a it's not a hold on those things. (laughs) God is still faithful in a pandemic. (laughs) He, this did not catch him by surprise, even though it may have caught many of us. So be encouraged. I love you guys. Listen, make sure again, you guys visit pathofrevelationnow.com. Keep in mind my project, my album drops August 24th. The pre-orders will be available August 18th. Listen, I'm so excited to share this music with you guys. I'm so excited to um, be able to share my heart and, 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 and the word of God with you guys every Wednesday. Make sure you share this with somebody. We got some more stuff coming down the pipeline that I'm excited to share with you guys and announce um, in the coming days. Listen, this is the Path of Revelation podcast that you've been tuned in. And this is where the culture meets scripture.